Hello and welcome to our latest Grazia Life Advice. This time, an actor who first shot to global fame as Lisbeth Salander in the movie adaptation of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I'm Nomi Rapaz. I'm this week's guest in the Grazia Life Advice podcast. Numi shares her hectic schedule, shooting and promoting her latest projects around the globe, and she has some advice about flying that might not be very popular. She says, don't drink on the plane. You don't want to have a balloon face and like mm. be, you know, have fingers where you can't put your rings <laughs> on and you can't fit your shoes. So I was like, I'm going to try it and it actually works. Numi describes herself as somebody who is all in and she loves a good party. One of her pieces of advice is you only remember the big nights out, not the times you stayed in. It was like tattooed into my mind and I was like, that's right, it's a really good advice. And then I was like, I went to the party, obviously. And we talk about a mental trick that Numi has where she talks herself out of feeling scared of things by simply pretending to be braver. You manage to like trick yourself to feel like it's possible or, or you infuse some bravery into your system by saying that you are brave and then all of a sudden you are a little bit braver. Please bear with the slightly poorer recording quality on this chat. It's definitely worth it for all Numi Rapace's brilliant and sometimes quirky life tips. Here she comes. Hi Numi, thanks so much for joining us. I'm going to paint a little picture for our listeners. You're you're standing up, which I'm really into. I don't know why more people don't stand up to do these Zoom calls. I like to move. <laughs> I'm into it, yeah. And you've just been for a walk. You've got back. How are you feeling? I'm good. My body is a bit tired. I've been, been working nonstop for like 18 months. <laughs> I've just finished shooting Django, a TV series in Romania. Came back to London, was here for like 24 hours, went to... LA for press for, for this move I'm promoting and then came back to London to press. So my body's like between the character. I'm still kind of dreaming the character's weird dreams. And then I'm kind of talking about another movie and now I'm talking to you. So I'm like a little bit between worlds and my voice is a bit broken. That must be quite like a sort of fracturing life experience to be like moving into and out of acting roles and being yourself as well and connecting with your family like how do you stay grounded in these kind of times I mean I do stick to quite I have my routines I work out every day I do ice baths for my face I'm a bit nerdy when it comes to my routines I really want to I keep them and I'm quite strict with myself so I kind of I think the structure I kind of created around me helps me stay um, focused and on track and then mm. <clears throat> I would say that my son is definitely the one that always would kind of pull me back to reality if I start to drift it's like yeah uh-uh, you're not you're not number one in this house. <laughs> come on <laughs> um, which brings us seamlessly onto your first piece of um, advice for us which I think your son told you didn't he could you could you tell me what he said I mean yeah my son said to me and we had a conversation about brushing teeth and he said <laughs> you wet the toothbrush first and then you put the toothpaste on. And I was like, no, I do on a dry toothbrush, put toothpaste, and then I wet it. So <laughs> most of the times the toothpaste would slip off and you have to do it again. And he's like, wow. why? I mean, that's really like, it would be better the other way around. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, that's so true. So I, I recently, just like I would say a couple of months ago, I started like following his advice and, and doing it the right way, which is, you know, spares me a lot of, 
toothpaste on my fingers and find life changing make it yeah (laughs) actually and do you think that there's anything else in your life that you've been doing upside down or the wrong way around I mean 100% if I would start thinking about it I'm still like I I am a person that tries to correct my mistakes and if I do keep like I don't want to keep doing the same mistakes if I've done something I feel like this is not working I try to like look at it and like analyze what went wrong what can I improve but certain things you just have it's like blind spots Mm. you know it's like you kind of you know how you put your shoes on you're just like I try to always like I don't I'm I'm lazy (laughs) I don't want to tie them all the time and I try to squeeze and if you just have had your your nails done for example yeah you know I'm too you know I, I kind of use them too soon so I wipe all the nail polish off on my socks because I'm trying right. to slide my shoes on <laughs> you know stuff like that it's just yeah. dumb, you know but yeah. yeah I was having a really like ridiculous conversation with a friend recently about whether you wash your legs in the shower oh wow interesting <laughs> because I've just always washed my legs and they were like why would you wash your legs your legs aren't dirty or like sweaty or whatever but I just feel but, like if you're doing the whole body you know the, yeah just, the I legs mean, are part I, of it I scrub myself I like to have this kind of like brushes like peeling gloves and stuff because I mm. do have this thing that you know feel like you have dead skin and you need to get rid of but it's not good if you do it too often I guess because then you rub off True. and you get yeah but yeah I a... do I do wash my legs <laughs> okay good because I was suddenly like am I really weird washing my legs anyway no, I do, I do, wash... <laughs> do you brush your teeth in the in the shower though I have been known to brush my teeth in the shower but that's because I'm like all about efficiency and multitasking and maximizing my time same you know I'm, I'm very like okay I can do this simultaneously so I do At that I do time. a lot of my meetings while I'm walking so yeah. if I let's say I have an appointment somewhere I would walk to Soho sometimes I walk to East London so it could be a two-hour walk and I managed to do like three conference calls so I'm really like okay I want to multitask totally I love that um how old is your son 18 18 now cool I presumably he told you that when he was a bit younger or was that more of a recent discovery recently I'm <laughs> quite shocked that I still do but um, oh. I haven't like, figured that out myself yeah um your second piece of life advice is not to drink alcohol on planes can you convince me that this is a good idea because I just feel like it's the only thing I look forward to about taking a flight <laughs> so <laughs> why should I not? I mean I used to be uh, I used to get really drunk on, on planes because I also felt like you know that's the only only way I can make the time kind of move fast and stuff you know I was when I was like <clears throat> I remember once I flew to Cuba when I was like um maybe 15 16 and we flew like the cheapest airline, Aeroflot, <laughs> through Moscow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like awful. Um, and I got so drunk. And when I came to to um, Havana, I couldn't put my shoes on. My feet were so swollen. I was like, oh, God, what's wrong with my body? And then I kind of, you know, but for years, I just kept drinking on planes. And then it was actually um, Lena Klaassen, who I work with. Is my um, She does all my facials and stuff, my uh, beautician in Sweden. She just said, like, it's. It's a, it's a terrible idea to drink on, on planes because because uh, alcohol creates inflammation and that combined with the with the air pressure you know you mm. just blow up like a balloon and and a lot of times I fly to LA and I go straight into a photo shoot or I go into a meeting or whatever and then it's like you know you don't want to have a balloon face and like mm. be 
you know, have fingers where you could, can't put your <laughs> rings on and you can't fit your shoes. So I was like, I'm going to try it. And it actually works. Yeah. And, you know, the, la- the, la- the latest thing I've started doing is to fast on planes. So I just kind of, I just drink water and not oh, eat really? either. And that Where's really the joy sense. then? Where, how do you kind of get through oh, the whole no it's Sleeping. not about joy Lottie it's okay getting through <laughs> just getting like, through you know eyes on the goal when you get there just like I just I read a lot and I try to work on planes but okay yeah the joy parts are kind of taken out sadly yeah for sure um your third piece of advice uh can you tell me a bit about this one and who told it to you okay so this is uh Brynna Riskin who is my publicist in LA we are on a press tour. This is years ago. We're promoting The Drop. Um, and we are in Toronto at the film festival. And we've been out, like, it's been like three nights of different parties and events. And I'm tired. And we've been going, like, it's been a full-on schedule. And it's like, I think it's the third or fourth night. And I'm like, it's like 11 p.m. And it's like, I really got to go back to the hotel to sleep. And she's like, didn't you have, like, a birthday party we're going to go to? And I was like, oh, damn, I forgot. And I was like, no, I'm going to go back. And she was like, no, you only remember the night you stayed up. You don't remember the night you slept. <laughs> and I was like, that just stayed in me. And it was like, it was like tattooed into my mind. And I was like, that's right. That's a really good advice. And then I was like, I went to the party, obviously. <laughs> and that kind of, her, you know, that's kind of that saying has been echoing in me mm. for years after. And it is true, but it's also, you know, <laughs> It has a dark side to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and uh, was it a memorable party? Were you glad that you went? Um, I don't remember. But we <laughs> I was actually jet lagged and I was on an insane press tour and I was really tired. Yeah. It was probably good. Do you find it easy to switch into having fun at parties or do you kind of find that you sometimes have to like muster the right kind of energy to get into that zone? Uh, I love a good party, but I don't drink when I'm working. Right. So when I'm filming, I don't drink, I don't go out. So, and I mean, I think it was last year, I didn't drink for eight months at all. And like now I've been working for for, for quite, you know, I think it's like 18 months pretty much nonstop. And and I do have breaks when I've been having a little bit of party, but going out and like, you Mm. know, meeting my friends. But in general, I don't drink when I'm filming. So it, it can really... Because I find it hard to, I can't really let go when I'm in the middle of um, shooting a movie and when a character's living in me, it kind of clashes. Mm. Um, but between films, I do I do parties in my house. I love wig parties. I love theme parties. I love stupid dress-up things and like... Amazing. What's been some of your most iconic themes? We had a 90s party. It was really good. I was Trinity from matrix amazing we, we had a party that was really memorable and me and my sister vala we were the um the blues brothers so we had sideburns and you know we were men and getting <laughs> amazing <drunk. laughs> it was really nice uh yeah and uh, i mean i do love to go all in if i go yeah i totally understand in that case why you can't like go all in when you're playing a role and like a huge part of you is sort of elsewhere during work that makes sense. We're just going to jump to a quick advert break, but we'll be right back with Numi. And we're back with Numi, who's been giving us some of her um, life advice tips. And her fourth piece of life advice is pretend to yourself that you're brave enough and you will be. 
I like this one. Can you tell me a bit about um, what it's meant to you throughout your life? It was my um, grandmother in Iceland um, who told me to, I mean, I, I remember, I think I was seven or eight maybe, and she was like, if you, if, if you don't feel like you're brave enough, just pretend that you are and, and, and you will be. And I was like, what does she mean? And then I started kind of practicing it and I realized that it does work. I do pretend I mean I do it I kind of just translate that into a lot of things pretend that I'm good at stuff and then you know eventually you will be better um mm. so but but it does work and then you, you you manage to like trick yourself to feel like it's possible or or you infuse some bravery into your system by saying that you are brave and then all of a sudden you are a little bit braver and then you, you manage to kind of change maybe a negative way of thinking or or um break out of a fear pattern by mm. kind of skipping a few steps. And what, what do you feel are some of the bravest things that you've ever done? I mean, every day on set is quite scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just have to like find a way to, to, um, to, to be free and to not overthink and to not overanalyze and still use like everything you've prepared, you know, kind of find a way to, to be free in it. But that... Cr- I, I think that you need to be brave in, in those situations. And then just kind of moving to London was a big step to me. I, kind of, mm. I didn't speak English and I didn't know anyone here. And it was just, I felt like I jumped off a cliff and I was just hoping that I would have wings right. strong enough to carry <laughs> me. <laughs> How old were you when you moved to London? Um, I was old. I mean, I, my son was seven, but it was a big change for me. I left kind of everything and everyone in Sweden and came here mm. and then um my sister moved with us she came like a year later or so but um but we didn't have any family and I didn't have any friends it was really like from scratch mm. um and I've done a couple of those kind of massive radical changes and every time it feels like this is too scary I can't do this and then you mm. just do it and then you realize like oh actually I've grown a bit I'm a bit taller inside yeah what have been some of those other radical changes? I left, um, I moved from my family when I was 15 to go to a drama school in Stockholm. Mm. It's also, you know, kind of on my own. I mean, just start, like, I would say I, w- I was doing underwater scenes maybe a month ago. And, I, you know, I was in this dress that was really heavy and I couldn't move in it. And I just started panicking underwater. It was really deep and I got really, the, the pressure, like, kind of pushing my head. And I felt like this is scary. Like, this is. You know, fear is really hitting me. And then I was like, I just had to force myself to be brave and be like rational and not let myself go into the place of of anxiety. Um, So I've done like extreme situations sometimes when you shoot things that are like, it just feels like it's impossible. You just have to force yourself to be brave Mm. or trick trick yourself. Have you ever jumped out of a plane? No, I'm, I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid, I'm afraid of water. I'm afraid of a lot of things that I've done. I'm afraid of fire. A yeah. lot of the things I've been doing on film, like when I'm shooting, is, is stuff I'm scared of. And it's most of the times it's my idea to put it in. Wow. And then when I'm on set, I was like, whose idea was this? It's a terrible idea. <laughs> and what's your fifth piece of advice? Don't accept to lose your time. And this is actually... Francesca Comancini, who is a friend of mine and an amazing director, she directed Django, the first block of Django, the TV series I just finished. And she did Gomorra, the Italian show. Um, 
don't accept to lose your time. And that's kind of comes kind of connects to what we spoke about in the beginning, um, you know, brushing teeth in, in the shower and not lose time. And I want to monitor my time so I get as much done as possible. And I do find that time is the, is the most valuable thing we have and how you monitor your time and how you, who you choose to give your time to. And, you know, when I, I always come really well prepared to, to work and I, I find it really annoying and, and weird when people are, you know, not prepared and, and are kind of, they're taking, they're losing, I'm losing time on things that shouldn't be lost, you know? And I was like, we could have gotten so much done now. And like, why are we spending time on this? And why are we losing time? And that makes me really I get annoyed. That. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there's so many reasons I couldn't be an actor, but one of them is that I'm so impatient and I just wouldn't be able to cope with waiting for other people or things going wrong or having to do things again. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm in there with you. I'm a very impatient person. And the movie Lamb that is coming out soon, mm. we were shooting with babies and, and lambs and, you know, I had to really work on my <laughs> patience. It was hard. Like some days I was like, oh, I just want to scream. But it's like... Yeah, you can only breathe. <laughs> yeah. Do you think there's an element of kind of control in that as well, of feeling like when you have to sort of relinquish the control and be like, I'm on someone else's time scale. There's literally nothing I can personally do here. Yeah, but you can get a kick out of when you manage to take control of that annoyed state of mind when you feel like mm. you, you feel like you're walking on a minefield and you, you, you were the one putting out the mines. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, you know, try to remember where you put them. And then it's like, you know what? Just like accept the fact that it's this is out of your control and just like take things as it, as it comes instead of trying to control it. Mm. Yeah, it's quite freeing when you can get to that point. Your sixth piece of advice is to work with what's there and not against it. Tell me about this. Um, that's um, Goran Stulevsky, an amazing director I worked with, who directed um, You Won't Be Alone, that is coming out in January, February. <laughs> um, and that kind of ties into what we just said, you know, work with what's there, not against it. You know, it's like, you know, patience and, and to accept things that's like you know I can't really control this you know I need to just make peace with what I have to deal with and make the best out of it mm -hmm. and as soon as you get into that mindset you will have more fun you will get more out of situ situations and you'll get into a better flow because I am a bit of a, a perfectionist and I try to monitor monitor things and plan it and 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 map out how you know what's the best order of doing things and it's like and then it doesn't work that way and then I get really like aha you know mm. and then it's like okay just take a step back and like look what do you have in front of you just make it work mm. and then most of the times it's kind of you know it, it, it makes you happier. I can imagine that that was quite useful during the pandemic when so much was out of control and the parameters that you were having to exist in whether you liked it or not yeah I mean I did yes 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 I was here for the first lockdown but then um, I've been working so I've been on sets just with mm -hmm. a lot of rules that you can't interact with people outside of the bubble like right. you can't travel like couldn't go home I couldn't see my son in quite some time and you know stuff like that so it was a lot of restrictions but I've been mm -hmm. working throughout most of the pandemic 
Okay. So did that just give you a focus and mean that you weren't having to sort of interact with it on the bigger scale? You could just sort of stay in the moment. Yeah, which I do anyway when I'm working. So mm. strangely enough, I've been quite I've been busy working and then, you know, kind of coming back to London and, and realizing that everyone else is in a quite different state of mind because they've been in this you know, kind of lockdown situation, which which is really stressful, and people have lost. You know, yeah. You know, it's 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 been. I've been kind of disconnected with the pandemic a little bit because I've yeah. been working. I can understand that. And personally, though, like I find that a really inspirational piece of advice to work with what's there, not against it, because I think for me, like with the pandemic and with all of these rules and lockdowns and fears now about what might happen, what might not happen, actually just saying. I'm just going to work with what I've got. And the fact is this still exists. This pandemic still exists. There are travel restrictions. People are getting COVID. Like to just think I've just got to, they're my parameters and I've got to find a way to be happy and comfortable and okay within what's there rather than trying to fight it. I'm going to keep that one. I'm going to write it in my little notebook after this. So thank you. (laughs) Um, Now your bad advice uh, is a familiar (laughs) one. So um, your bad advice is you only remember the nights you stayed up, not the nights you slept, which is something that we heard earlier as a piece of good advice. So how have we got back here and this is now a piece of bad advice? Because I lived by it a little bit too much at some point. (laughs) Where you're like, you know, let's stay up, you know. And I've been giving this, spreading this advice to people and I kind of, I'm, I can be quite like I'm, I'm quite good at convincing people and many nights where we should have slept um, we did stay up you know mm. um, and then next morning you're just like crawling out of bed uh-huh. it's like, oh it's just painful and I was like like who said it was a good idea <laughs> like you did you know <laughs> so it's like I mean that's the dark side or the, the, the curse and a blessing to have that mm. um, uh, you know I do love uh, I love um, adventures and I love doing things and talking I love interacting with people and connecting with people mm-hmm. and and then that many times do happen nighttime and I love the nights and mm. I wish the nights were longer sometimes but um I mean it's a bad advice when you lose track of yourself and and you start pushing it and you realize that you should have slept yeah do you think there's a balance to be found of just being able to go out have an amazing fun, fun at a party but sort of leave at that moment before a party shifts into being like a wild adventure that lasts until 8am the next morning yeah I'm working on that that's the tricky part because I've been like I most of the things I do in my life I do I go all in and I'm like I rather don't like kind of drink for months and months and months and then it's like oh there's a party let's stay up to eight in the morning you know but um but I'm trying I'm working on finding um more of a balance in my life yeah and, interesting. and not being such an extremist an extremist uh-huh cool well um thank you thank you so much for sharing your good advice and your bad advice with us I've personally found it um really inspirational actually and interesting and I've really enjoyed your energy and thank you so much for for making time to talk to us today so Numi your new film Lamb is out now I really enjoyed speaking to Numi and watching her pace kind of manically around her flat as we spoke. I really, really enjoyed her energy. 
Thanks for being with us. It was another great Grazia Life Advice episode and I'll be back next time.